You're listening to Diablo Off the Record, brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 100,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com slash Diablo. And by Tweaked Audio. For the best headphones money can buy, go to tweakedaudio.com. Remember to go to iTunes and rate the show if you like listening to Diablo Off the Record every week for your installment of Diablo news, builds, and hardcore challenges. This is Diablo Off the Record. Stay a while and listen. Welcome to Diablo Off the Record, episode 22.2. That's right, we're, we're back for the second half of episode 22. Our record date is, again, September 22nd, 2012. There's a lot of twos in this one, isn't there? Alright, welcome. I'm, I'm Dave Dianforce Adams, your host for this wonderful adventure through the world of Diablo... We also have Liz, Mistress, Liz LeBeau. Liz, say hi again. Hi again. There you go. Welcome back. And we also have our returning guest from earlier this episode, which would be, yeah, episode 22, Kete. Kete, you there? Yes, I am still here. Awesome. Hey, Kete. All right, um... I just want to say thank you for, for sticking around with us. I We have a... A, uh, we had a very long first half of the episode, and we actually have a lot in store for this one. That's right. Welcome to the episode that is all about how to work the auction house. What? You didn't tell me that when we said we were going to do two episodes. I, you are the one who talked me into doing this oh today. Oh my god, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Surprise! Oh Surpri god. Merry Birthmas! Thank you. Okay. I'm learning. I'm well, getting my my school outfit on and my pencil ready and sharpen and yeah, all that school stuff. Okay. Well, Liz is excited. I am. Um, it's being we do we do uh, our our hardcore challenge for this week is going to be in this episode, not the last one. So it's going to be here. We're going to go through that and then we're going to get into the the you know the meat and potatoes of the show. Later on with the with the auction house discussion, um, but first I do want to get into our sponsors one more time. Uh, we're sponsored by Tweaked Audio, some of the top quality headphones. It's earbuds uh, on the market today. Lifetime guarantee on these things. Remember, off the record, all one word at checkout. That's thirty percent off of all the items at checkout. Bring that brings the cheapest earphones that they have. At their site, down from nineteen ninety nine to twelve ninety nine. Now, uh, Liz, I'm actually. Uh, what was the what was the new book for that I was going to have you be able to do next week? The do you remember what oh, it was? Um, Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> they happened to be have books before they were no a TV way. show. Oh my god! That's insane. Sherlock Holmes. 
I can't believe it. All right. Also, Audible.com. That's right, Sherlock Holmes. Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 100,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature and featuring audio versions of many New York Times bestsellers. For our listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook to give you the chance to try out their service. One audiobook to consider is Sherlock Holmes. Definitely any of their series. It's amazing tales. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com slash Diablo. That's audiblepodcast.com slash Diablo. All right, guys, let's let's actually get all the way back in. Remember where we are. Let's get back into our groove. Y'all ready? Let's start out with the hard corner. We'll be right there in just one second. This week in the Hard Corner, we offer a challenge from a listener or one of us to try to trip you up in another harrowing hardcore adventure. Contestants have a whole week to start a new character or continue an old character and down the next boss in the story. Last week was the classes. You had to use at least one item, at least in the game, with at least one item for your class and have it equipped. I had a little bit of trouble with that, that because I thought, well, if I don't have any, can I not equip anything else? The only, you know, it only had to do that you had to have one equipped at the end. Okay. I didn't know that. I thought I had to have one equipped always. Well, you do. If you have one, you have to be using it. But by the end of it, you better be using it or else you failed the challenge even if you completed it. Well, isn't that special? Yeah. So, So, oh, so that means you might not have completed it. You had to, you had to have it. No, not only did I complete it, I completed it in spades, because I always had a class-specific item equipped on my character throughout the entire thing. Well, tell us about it. Oh, well, okay, if you want me to go first, I started yeah. a Witch Doctor, because I'd never played a Witch Doctor before. So I, I call my Witch Doctor Player 3. I, that's a thing I do with all my hardcore characters. I call them Player 1, Player 2, Player 3, whatever. Um, and so, I, I, of course, you know, since I'm a Witch Doctor, I didn't die. Um, and I, I noticed after playing this for a while that I wasn't finding any class specific items other than the one that was given to me in the very beginning. So I actually go, I go on to the Diablo three site and look in the game guide. And if you go into the game guide and you look in the armors, weapons, whatever, you can actually see the... The, the weapons or the the class specific items and when they drop well all of the class specific items are either level 1 or item level 8 so if they're item level 8 they're going to be dropped by level 8 monsters so right all the way up to level 9 it was almost as if i didn't have a weapon equipped cuz i started out with my dinky little three damage per second dagger, and that was the only class-specific item until you get, you know, until somebody drops one around level 9. So after I got to level 9, I found a mojo. I think they're called a mojo. 
So I equip my mojo and I equip a real weapon, and from then on it was a breeze. Where where did you find that? At, I was at level nine whenever I found my first class specific item. Okay. For me, um, my class. Now I know supposedly, correct me if I'm wrong, supposedly the uh skeleton king is supposed to drop a class specific item for your class when you kill him. I, so that's I can confirm that because when I killed him, he absolutely did drop a class specific item for my class. Okay, well see, that's good. That's what I was hoping for. Not that lets people, you know, complete this challenge. Even if it, that's the only time you get it, that's how you complete the challenge. Right there. Alright, um, well, let's see. I'm going to go next. Uh, so let's see. I, I actually put a lot of effort into my Demon Hunter. I was having a lot of fun with it because I still was, was rolling over from the Assassin Challenge. And I, I really, really enjoyed it. I, uh... I was using the impale still and I was using, uh, what's the one where you put the, the circle on the ground and it slows enemies when you walk through it. Caltrops. Caltrops. That one. Caltrops. I was using that. And, uh, I even had, um, God, what was the name of it? Vault. I, 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 I did great until I got into the spider queen's lair and then eventually, uh, they just jumped me. Did you die from an elite pack or? No, it was just the the little tiny spiders. Oh, yeah, yeah. They yeah, they're just like crawling everywhere, and I, I by the time I would vault away from one group, another pack of the little tiny spiders would hop right on top of me. Then I'd vault away from them, another pack of the little tiny spider, another pack. Every time I vault away, one more group, and then I eventually had so many on me that I just I couldn't survive it. Couldn't get away fast enough. And Liz, what about you this week? How'd you do? Well, I started not too long before we started recording, and Kete told on me before the show. He he told Dean that um, I had just started very you know <laughs> close to the beginning of the show. But I did a wizard because remember somebody suggested Harry Potter, and of course I can't mm -hmm. resist that. So I did a wizard, Marvolo. Do you know why? Because he's a riddle. Marvolo riddle riddle is is uh, an elitist. Wizard, yes. But um, I hadn't played the Wizard since the very, very beginning. I mean, I've played it since then. But when I started out this game, remember, I couldn't play it very well because of the performance. So I didn't get to see how cool the Wizard was at early levels. I was just worried about, oh, my God, it takes five minutes to run 50 meters. Um, and I really like that. You get, you get the uh, ice spell really early on, <laughs> and it's pretty B.A. Yeah. How come nobody reminded me of this? Well, because we expected that you played it. I know, but I don't remember. <laughs> I mean, when did this game came up, come out? That was my first 1943? Character. What's this year? You don't know. I think they pre-ordered it in 2008. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't pre-order it in 2008. Yeah, some people do. Cough. Um, <laughs> no, I think his name was Cashby. Yeah. No, um, it, yeah. So, but I don't plan, do you guys plan on doing, uh, like, two level barbarians both up to 60? Do you guys plan on doing that? Yes, absolutely. Really? Uh, after I complete my characters up to 60, I'm going to start getting two of every character up to 60. But you're going to wait until you get them all. 
Yeah, I'm getting all five of mine up to 61st and then getting the second five up to 60. I'm not going to do a barb. They're lame. Oh, and, and no, I want to talk about this. Why do you think they're lame? They're melee. They're, I mean, like, oh, look at me. I can run up and kill stuff. I'm awesome. I mean, there's, there's, it's a hack and slash for fear if you're a, a barbarian. You don't really, I mean, it's like you absorb a crap ton of damage because you're so tough, and then you just, like, smash everything. I mean, it's too simplistic for me. You know, Wizard really is Kete in a nutshell. Why is that? Because it is him in real life. That's the way I do everything. He he makes everything that he can possibly do as difficult as possible. That's Ivarwin. Only, well, no, Ivarwin will do that with a... I mean, I've, you try to, you know, just a challenge. Somebody needs to watch Steve try to open a gallon of milk. Fill it all over the place. <laughs> you say that, but I still haven't gotten a level 60 monk. So I say I'm not making it as hard as possible. But yeah. I'd uh. say wizard is probably the, the next best thing. Really? I yeah, would touche. think that the, the second hardest would be the uh, demon hunter. That's just no, my demon opinion, Hunter's though. Demon hunter's easy sauce. Demon really? hunters don't have enough... Demon hunter's ridiculous. They don't have enough defensive skills. They, I mean, that, it seems like they die a lot. Yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and call out our hardcore heroes. Um, first one up, Deep Sky. Secondly, Master Doe. Or Doe. Brian S. Kete. Some jerk named Kete. Not David. Who wrote in Not David? Yeah, Kete, it wasn't me. It was absolutely me because Not David rocks. Oh, my God. All right. Moving on. Dark Walker. Malarkey, again, I, I can't believe anything Malarkey. <laughs> Chris F. And Mongo. Also, we have some fallen heroes this week. We have Tim S. Sorry, Tim. And Brian R. Hope to see both of y'all back next week. Definitely. Um, if you're undertaking a hardcore challenge and complete it, send us a screenshot of you taking down the boss which completes your challenge. And send an email to DiabloOffTheRecord at gmail.com with the title, I am a hardcore hero or I am a fallen hero. We may miss your submission and shout out if the email does not have one of those two titles. If you have any questions about a challenge or just want to review a challenge for the week, go to QuestGamingCommunity.com and take a peek in the Diablo Off The Record forum. Please, if you have any questions... Go to questgamingcommunity.com and ask them there. They will be answered. I promise. <laughs> That's so where you go for having your questions about hardcore challenges answered. So you're saying don't private message on Twitter. I'm saying don't private <laughs> message on Twitter because I don't like having 15 of the same question every time. If there's a major question, go to questgamingcommunity.com, ask it there, or even look up there and see if someone else asked that question. I will check it daily. They will be answered. So don't send it to DiabloOffTheRecord at gmail.com? No. Go to questgamingcommunity.com if you have a question about a hardcore challenge so other people can see if they have that same question. Definitely. So, Fair enough. next week... 
is something we've, uh, it's kind of unprecedented with a hardcore challenge. And I'd say that this one's probably going to kill off most of our viewers. Episode 22, right? This is a, a, a an episode that we've always had twos. There's two episode 22s now. This is episode 22 on the 22nd of 2012. There's twos everywhere. So guess what? Oh, Everyone... you have to make your character wear a tutu? Yes. <laughs> no, Liz, go sit in the corner. Okay. Everyone mm-hmm. is required this week to get to level 22. That's right. Get to level 22 and you complete this week. That's how this week runs. Do you know how many people are cursing you right now? Oh, I bet. That's okay. Next week is going to be a weird one. It's going to be, hint, hint, a weird one. The week after that, we'll possibly need to be, you know, you may want to collect broken down items. Hint, hint, wink, nudge. Hint, right? Hint. Hint, 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 hint. Hint, okay. Alright, guys, I'd say that's it for the voodoo, or it for the, the uh, hard corner. Let's, let's get into the voodoo. If I can, if I can say the names of the segments right. <laughs> have you ever? No, just no, I, I, messing. Now I'm messing up the voodoo. Now that I have the other one down, Pat. I'll say it. The voodoo. Welcome to Davudumon, our spotlight of the week. Could be skills, combos, or even lore, but it isn't. Something to help you learn more about the game. This one is a, a something that we've been working toward for a very, very long time. And we actually have an email. I'd like to read the first part of this email. This comes from a, a listener named Mason. Sent us in this email in, in two parts. Uh, the first part says, first let me say I enjoy the podcast. D3, however, not so much anymore. I'm a DH soloing the Act 3 and feel that there's no point to continue. How in the heck is anyone supposed to use the auction house to gear up for Act 3, let alone Act 4? I'm at 60k DPS. No sharpshooter, but I need all resist. Oh, let me check upgrades. Oh, a nice crossbow. 1 billion gold. Yes, 1 billion. How is someone supposed to get 1 billion gold, other than selling crazy expensive gear? How long would it take to farm 1 billion gold? At 500k gold runs, you're talking 2,000 runs. The economy is so screwed up, someone not willing to buy billions of gold, it just seems pointless. Even an extremely small upgrade is in its 500 million gold range. I bought 200 million, or 20 million, but still can't find any gear. Please tell me, am I missing something obvious? Now, we're going to cut it there, because I'm going to get in the second half of his email in just a second, but that's what a lot of people feel. We're going to talk about that today. Today's the auction house discussion, and... For those people listening in who are sitting in front of your computer, sit with me. This is going to take a little while. And you know what? We're going to work through it. 
We're going to, we're going to figure it out for people to, to try at least, I want everybody to have a little bit of a better grasp on, you know, what the auction house is all about and how to, how to make it your, you know, means of gearing up in Diablo three. Should you, should you choose to, uh, the first thing first, I want to, I want to offer everybody two guides before we even start two guides. The first one comes from DiabloFans.com's forum. The guide is called Value Guide. Does your rare drop have value? This is made by uh, Colchin04. Check it out. Uh, it's, it opens up in a, into a Google Docs application. It, 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 what it does is it identifies what affixes that pop up on gear per slot that sell the best. Which ones are the most favorable affixes that sell the best on the auction house? I know he goes into some weird, oh, this one is required. I This, this much of this stat's required. Well, that's all interpretive, and I refuse to give you a specific stat. Honestly, it is a great guide, though, because he does include the maximum possible of each stat that he, he puts on the guide to say that it is a well-loved stat on the auction house. So Thank you, this is what I'm sorry for interrupting, but this is no. what's been pissing me off because every time I've, I've asked people about what range should I be? What I'm really asking is, am I looking for, you know, is it possible to get 1 million like dexterity on something? Mm -hmm. Because I don't know. I don't know what the cap is. So it was really nice to know that. Yeah, this, this shows you per item. It doesn't show you what the cap is total, but it shows you each item. Like if you want to look at the headpiece, it'll show you what, what the cap is on that headpiece on the best type of headpiece. Now the problem is, and this is, was pointed out to me before the show with Kete, it does not include that certain uh, class-specific items have different limitations, especially headpieces, have different limitations than their non-class specific partners. Yeah, actually, so, I, I have something I'd like to add. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> this is just something from my own personal experience that I've found about uh, these items and what sells and what doesn't sell on the auction house. If the item has approximately 80% of the maximum value of whatever stats you're looking at, that will probably sell for pretty good on the auction house. Yeah, we'll get into that a lot more in depth in just a second, but I definitely, that's a very good percentage to look at when you're looking at this chart. Keep that in mind. But definitely, one more time, the, the name of this chart is called Value Guide. Does your rare drop have value? By Colchin04 on the DiabloFans.com forums. It's a, an excellent guide, excellent, handy, handy tool to have around with you. Um, as well to this, I want to give you another guide. This is one of the ones that I use, even though it's not updated. It's not actually up to date, but it's still extremely useful. This one comes from Diablo.inkgamers.com. It's in their blog comments, item affix quick look chart that's where it is it's it's diablo.inkgamers.com slash blog slash comments 
slash item dash affix dash quick dash look dash chart. That's a lot of dashes and slashes, but that's how you get to it. Um, if you want to look it up on Google, look up item affix quick look chart. Unfortunately, it's only updated to 1.0.3, but the numbers haven't changed drastically. The ones that have, you'd probably notice. Um, this, this chart, though, is excellent for one key tool, which is what, why I still keep it around. This chart tells you definitively whether or not a specific affix will show up on an item. So when you're looking for that perfect combination of affixes, you can see which items you can get those specific affixes on. It may not be perfect for telling you the best amount, the top amount, or the, the figures for figuring out what a good amount to look for on the auction house is. But it will show you, like, let's say that you're building one of those weird builds that requires um, you to find, you know, increased gold gold pickup or increased, uh, you know, the, the weird little quirky um, affixes that we may not go into in the other guide. This one will show you which items can possibly have that on it. So I do want to want to give everybody the tools to their own demise here. Okay, those those are what you need to look for. Those two guides. Now that you have those, what's up? I'm sorry. Uh, on that first chart that we give, can we give a couple of examples? Like um, like I mentioned, dexterity or something like that. What's the cap for that? Um, just audible. So I because sometimes when I hear something, it'll retain better. <laughs> Well, the, the first chart, which is the one that you're talking about, does your rare drop have value? That chart, it, the one it that's does. An Excel file. I'm sorry. It 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 looks like an Excel file. Yeah. It definitely does. That's now, um, remember, you can scroll down on it. There's there's more that even shows on that that first page, but um, this one does. It goes through. It it shows what the maximum of uh, sockets are. It even shows. The maximum of like, let's say on your headpiece, you want a socket, you want intelligence, and you want critical chance, critical hit chance, right? So the maximum sockets you can have, and it shows it on here is one. Intelligence, the maximum you can have is 300. And critical chance, the maximum you can have is 6%. Okay. That's, so, those are the kind of things that I need. <laughs> yeah, you'll see. It's, it, it's the good. number in the brackets are the maximum number you can have. So this is a very helpful chart in that. Now, if you look at this chart, you'll see certain things, like your shoulders. Shoulders do not have the chance of having a socket. Along with, uh, let's see, boots do not have a chance of having a socket. Now, I know someone's going to listen to this and say, well, there are boots that have sockets. We'll get to those in a moment. Those are not part of this conversation, so set them aside. That's one thing I do want to make clear. This conversation is about blues and yellows. We have, we're not talking legendaries just yet. So, all right. That being said, let's actually get into the nitty gritty. And I know everybody wants that one question answered, and you're going to hate me for it. The question when it comes to the auction house is, you ready? Where's my money? No, no, close, oh, close. Okay. What sells? I can tell you exactly what sells. 
everybody. I can tell you too. Oh, sorry. Kete can tell you. Oh, yeah, I can tell you, but it's, it's a long list. <laughs> well, it's a, such a long list. I can tell you, everything sells. Yeah. There's a price for everything. Now, you have to determine by yourself what you're willing to hold on to and actually make money off of. Because I can tell you right now, there's some items that the affixes fall in such a way that you'd make more money breaking it down and putting it up on the auction house that way than actually selling it on the auction house. Now, see, I thought there was there was kind of like the the thing about you have to have all resist and you have to have one of the stats that the we main will stats get to that. Yes, there. Now that's our <laughs> next that's bullet point. The next bullet point is what makes an item good. The truth is, there's no definitive answer, but there are different play styles that can help you find that answer. Mainly, there's your DPS play style, there, and there's your defensive play style. Let's, let's take them one at a time. Your def- DPS play style, your, your play style that's all about pouring damage into an enemy lives off of a a rule called the Trinity. And I know I've complained about this one before, but we're going to go into it again. The Trinity lives off of three different affixes. It lives off of critical hit chance, critical hit damage, and attack speed. Those three affixes... At maximum, uh, if you stack them to the max, will make ridiculous amounts of outgoing damage. If you have all three of them at one time, like two hundred and fifty million. Yeah, two hundred fifty thousand. We, we spoke about this on a previous episode. It's ridiculous. It's so much damage that it breaks the game. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. Expect that critical hit damage and critical hit chance will be going down soon. I I would not invest in it. But people do. They pay an extreme amount of money for items, especially the items that can have all three of the Trinity at one time. Now, what do you consider an extreme amount? I'm talking in the multi-millions. When I'm talking multi-millions, I'm talking about 10 millions, 20, 30, 40, even up to hundreds of millions. Yeah. Those are the items that are, that are scary in price. All right. What, what would you say the average item say something for a torso? Okay. Uh, let's, let's put it, we'll get into, that's another section. Hang on. I'm, I'm going to have to, to slow you down because you're getting, you're, I know you're excited. You're getting ahead of myself. So. We'll, that's actually later on. We will get into that in just a moment. But we need to still discuss what makes an item good. What makes an item good? That That's everybody in every class is going to want two things, no matter what the item is. They're going to want their main stat as well as vitality. However the else they augment those stats, those are the two you know, favored stats no, across the board. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what spec you're going to be trying to build. You're going to want your main stat and vitality. Now, on most items, you'll see vitality stack up to two, maybe 300 points. 
as well as your main uh, skill, your main uh, stat, which is either strength, dexterity, or intelligence, will stack up to 200, 300 points as well. Using this chart, the first one, the does your rare drop have value, you can determine using Kete system, try to look for 80% in. Let's take a belt for example. A belt has a vitality chance of chance to have uh, 200 vitality. So a, a belt that you know is going to sell for a very nice amount is going to be about 160. If you really honestly, I'd say if a, if the number on the the item is above 100, you're good to sell it on the auction house, especially if it's the main stat and vitality. You're good for uh -huh. for putting right. it up on the auction house. Now, this goes on to what about other stats? Now, if you're building on the Trinity, you're going to look for at least half of the maximum possible of any of the crit chance, of the crit damage, or of attack speed. Honestly... If it doesn't have the max number or or damn close to it, people usually won't pick it up off the auction house at a reasonable price or at an exuberant price even. People want maximum crit chance. People want maximum attack speed. They they usually won't sacrifice that if they're going for that. And I actually I hear I hear Kete over here uh, dying to, to punch me through his screen. Because <laughs> I, I know what you're thinking, Kete, and I'm about to get to it. Well, see, you're saying all this stuff like, oh, people want VIT. And, and that is true. People absolutely do want VIT. But when I first started Inferno Mode, I was stacking my main stat and VIT with no all resist. And what happened? And you know what? I did fine for a while, but I died a lot. Exactly. And, and then when I started stacking less VIT and more all resist, I started not dying as much. And, and now I don't die in Act 1 of Inferno unless two conditions are met. Those two conditions are, one, my Archon skill is on cooldown, and two, I'm fighting against an elite pack. Okay. Well, then we're going to... I'm going to stop you right there. We're going to go into that right now. If you're dying... There's one way that we recommend surviving. It's play with somebody else that can actually there's there's three there's three Shield. major things. <laughs> First and foremost, gain all resist. All resist is it is another armor. It might as well be a second set of armor on your gear. Which that leads us to the second great thing about surviving in Inferno. If you're not surviving well, stack armor. It's there for a reason. Armor and all resist work together. Yeah, it may say, oh, you're only re getting resistance of 70%. Well, I'll tell you right now, and, and Kete will back me up. When it reduces a hit from an enemy, it takes off the armor chunk. And then from what's left, let's say you have 70 in all resist. It takes off 70% of what's left. It doesn't do them at the same time. It does one, then the other. You're looking at sometimes 90, 
what was yours with Archon, Steve? We said like 98%. Oh. Give me a second to bring it up. It was it was ridiculous. Like when 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 Kete's in his Archon mode, he had a resistance of like some was ninety six or ninety eight percent. It's quite a lot. And uh, keep in mind, I'm using the glass cannon as one of my passives, so that's actually significantly less. I, I I've noticed that whenever I was in Archon with energy armor without glass cannon, I had eleven thousand armor. Um, so with my best stuff, I had 95% damage percent mitigated. Yeah, see, it goes on top of each other. There, it literally is a second set of armor along with armor. It, all resist is invaluable, no matter if you're in a DPS build or going full tank. Hey, and stacking just a little bit of this, like if you get 80 all resist, that. Like, if you have none, having 80 more all resist is like 5% or 10% damage reduction. It is immense. It makes a big difference just to have a little bit. It definitely does. Um, another thing to look for in, in items is keep in mind, just because an item's main stat is not for your class doesn't mean that it isn't useful. Strength adds armor so count strength towards the armor value of an item intelligence one tenth of intelligence is translated into all resist so if it has 200 intelligence on it and 80 all resist on that one item it actually has 100 all resist on an, one item dexterity adds dodge which I find useless but a lot of people love it for some odd reason <laughs> um but yeah, each each skill has its own, or each main stat has multiple uses. So keep that in mind when you're looking for, is an item good? Now, that being all said, it's all fine, fun and dandy that we can talk up items like this, but how do you know at a glance if an item is good or bad? How do you know? Well... There's different ways to know. First way is, again, if it fits one of the two profiles. The Trinity. If it has crit, attack speed, or crit damage, if they're very, very high, you may be able to even drop one of those three, and it may still sell. The second way is going into the defensive mode. If you, um, if you have an item that has the main stat, and it has your vitality on it, or may even be missing vitality, may have another thing, life percent in exchange for vitality. But as long as it has like all resist as well as their main stat, usually if it's even as low as 50 all resist, it'll still sell. People still want it. All resist is that important. So I recommend. You know, I'm, starting to, I'm starting to feel like hatred towards all resist. And I know I've mentioned it before, but for some reason, just because it's so necessary. I'm anti. Now you now you know how I feel when I keep talking it down. There's one more thing we need to tell you about. What? Any item that has gold or magic find usually sells. Even no matter blues. Yeah, even blues that have it will still sell. Especially if it's near the cap. 
Do they have that level six pants? No, they experience gained is not on items in max level. Well, I thought they might have changed it. No, not yet. But definitely high gold find, high magic find, either either or or maybe both at the same time. That just makes it even better. What's high for that? Twenty percent. I would look at the cap per item. Yeah. Again, use that chart. Look it up. The chart, That's some some think. items, uh, magic find is usually 20. Gold find is usually 25. But that, again, it's relative per item. Oh, and if it has that, if it has high magic find or gold find and good stats in addition to that, you can absolutely sell it for more money because of the magic find or gold find. Definitely. Oh, man, if you get a magic find, gold find, as well as it being having all resist main stat and vitality. Oh, yes. That's money. That's okay, money. When you're going through your inventory and, and um, just looking at lower level items, I'm not talking level 60, but you just mm-hmm. want to get rid of them. You know, there are people that are still leveling up. So, you know, somebody's going to buy it now. Um, do you ever pay attention to the actual armor? Not just, you know, you get oh, absolutely. Bonus. Yeah. Um, if two items have nearly the same stat, even if it's taking maybe a two or three point hit towards my strength, if something has an extra hundred armor on it, I'm going to take that. Absolutely. Armor is what's going to keep you alive in association with all resist. Hands down. Hands down. There's nothing that beats armor and all resist for survivability. The only wow. other thing that really helps survivability is your life on hit or your life steal. And or your life regen. Or life regen. I have life regen of like 700 on my wizard, and I'll mm-hmm. tell you what, that, that's amazing. Yeah, I, really life, love it. I recommend it. Now, I had a problem getting into Act 3 and surviving in Act 3 as well as I could in Act 1. I started putting a little life on hit, only a little bit. I only had like 400 life on hit, and I was just tearing the place up. I have like 800, 900 now in my lowest armor set that I have. And it, it's just, it's like difference between night and day when it's compiled on top of my all resist and my armor. It really know, does help. Do you know if the life on hit is affected by your attack speed? Like if you have 1.7 oh, attack absolutely. per second, you're going to gain life 1.7 times per second. Yes, absolutely. And some attacks which hit multiple times have the possibility specific ones don't, but, but some like, um, I've, I've heard that there are monk skills that, that are supposed to hit multiple enemies. And if they hit multiple enemies, they will heal multiple times. Seven zero strike. Having attack speed with, if you have high attack speed, you may not need as much life on hit. Hey, but it can't hurt. Oh, it ain't gonna hurt, but it'll yeah, it it'll make your it items cheaper. Yeah. All right. So now that we we've given out a little bit of the secrets of what to look for in a good item, and just what to look for if you maybe want to buy items to gear up, the question now says, well, I'm not getting the drops that I need to to get the items to sell. What if I uh, I want to break these items down and make them into something to sell in the auction house? Is there any good items? Oh, I can answer that. Uh, I do this on a regular basis 
there are uh, there's an, an a material a level sixty material called Exquisite Essence that can come off of any rare or magic item as long as it has an item level of sixty one or higher. Now yeah. we talked earlier in the first half of this episode, I believe, about how they're changing that. So. Right. When 1.0.5 comes out, start looking at the item's required level rather than the item level. But for now, if if it has an item level of 61 or higher, and if, it, if the cost of the item to sell it to the vendor is less than 800 gold, I generally will break it down and get the exquisite essences. And earlier today, these exquisite essences... We're selling for a thousand a pop on the auction house. I believe it actually. That is some information I like. (laughs) It's a thousand one hundred. So any blue items, even that you get, if they're worth less than eight hundred and they're item level sixty-one, guess what? They're now worth one thousand one hundred. Yeah, minus the eighteen percent. Well, fifteen percent put them on the auction house. Oh yeah, fifteen percent. That's what I meant. Yeah. Now. I definitely agree. They are, that's a definite way to, right off the bat, to get money in your pocket. Those definitely do. If you, if they're below 800, break them down. They can sell in the auction house and make you money right now. And they sell fast. Yes, they do. Sometimes within minutes. Like it says, oh, your item will be up in five minutes. Well, in five minutes, it sells sometimes. Yeah, they definitely do. Um, Another thing. Is, remember how I was talking about the Trinity? Remember that, Liz? Yes, sir. Why do I bring this up? I bring this up because of one item in particular. There's a set called the Sage's Set. It has a item in it specifically called the Sage's Gesture. It's a, it's a, a handpiece. It's a, it's a, a glove. Now, gloves are different than any other item in the game. Because they are the only item that you can craft which can have all three of the Trinity on on them. Sage's Gesture is that much better because it automatically comes with crit percent. Increased crit chance. Automatically, off the bat. So the chance that you have for that item to be a Trinity item, to to have all three of those stats on it, is greater than any other item in the game. It's called Sage's Gesture. But I do recommend, if you have the patterns for maybe even the the level 62, 63, uh, the yellow gloves, if you really want to try your luck, having a perfectly rolled Trinity gloves will still sell for an immense amount on the auction house. Now, the problem with with, uh, this, and, and Kete brought this up earlier as well, is the sage's gesture the pattern for it? Is well, it's a couple million, ain't it? It's. I think it. When I checked earlier, if I'm not mistaken, oh, you cost. Right. It costs like fifteen million gold to buy this pattern. Yeah, just for the chance that you're gonna make a good sage's gesture. Yeah, it. it, it it's gonna require the. Uh, the uh, legendary material also, isn't it? So you're going to have to buy that. Or right. You're probably going to have to buy it. Well, yeah, but you you have a chance of breaking it down into those two. But yes, it, it still is. It's a lot of money, time, and effort put into it for 
the possibility that you may not even get anything out of it, but it, it is the best possible chance that you can craft these items yourself. Now, the, there's another question I've been asked a lot. Am I paying too much for an item? If you ever ask that question, then yes, you are paying too much for an item. You have to determine yourself how much money you have incoming and how much money you're willing to put toward leveling up your gear. It's all relative. Like it if, is, if you're this happy is very with it, relative. If you're happy with it, then no, you didn't pay too much because you got what you wanted and you're happy with it. The best thing I can recommend anyone is treat it like the real economy. Don't make sacrifices that you aren't you aren't willing to live with. Especially since it kind of is the real economy, seeing as how you have the ability to spend real money on items. I, again, recommend don't spend money on an item that you're not willing to live with. Never. So, I mean, I know... Kete will, I know I will. I'll sit for, for weeks watching an item, watching it go up and down in price, just to find that one second where it goes low enough to where I'm willing to spend the money on it. But yeah. you're talking about like legendaries, I mean, regular ones. I mean, really, you have some picked out? Well, I have certain stats that I look for, absolutely. Right. So do I. I'm I'm building a crit spec, so I'm I'm looking for the the. The uh, he, he says the Trinity. I don't really care about the attack speed, but I'm absolutely looking for items right right this second even that have the uh, maximum crit chance and maximum crit damage. And I don't care if it's a yellow. Yep. Now, after all this is said and done, let's see if we can define what the four most desired stats could be. I think we even have them written down already. <laughs> Yeah, I wrote that. Yeah. The four most desired stats, without a doubt, are all resist, your any main stat, any of the three main stats, vitality, and crit. Without a doubt. Quickly following up crit has to be attack speed as yeah. well as crit damage. With gold find and magic, with find gold find and magic find coming up very very quickly, but yes, all resist your main stat vitality and crit are the best possible stats you can look for on an item that is, that it drops. Those are the ones that will sell. All right, um, let's uh, go over two last things before we move on to the second half of this, this conversation. Um, what are a few legendaries that you personally look out for? Uh, Kete? Um, I look for, uh, legendaries that are worth a lot of money. Like for instance, the Maximus, what, what were Maximus is going for when you look last? Oh uh, yeah. Anytime anybody would sell anything like that, that's just stupid. Yeah. The last, <laughs> Usually the they they go for <laughs> like seventeen. The yeah, very good ones. They're insane. Yeah. Um. And also, uh, I, I just recently I, I think I mentioned in the first half of this episode that I bought a vile ward. Yes. And uh, vile wards are worth a lot of money, and I, I can tell you it, without a doubt, 
from my experience, if it rolls with high intelligence on it, it's worth three times as much as if it rolls high strength. And I can't tell you why that is. I know, I got mine on cheap because mine was strength. <laughs> so if you're a wizard or a witch doctor and you want Vile Ward, be prepared to pay for it. Yeah, definitely. A few other really good items to look for is I recommend uh, looking for Ice Climbers. Oh, yes. And Depth Diggers, maybe. Well, we'll talk about Depth Diggers. Depth Diggers actually are... I I could be talked out of them. Because those stats show up on yellows. I know. How are you going to say that when you have them? Because there's better yellows than I'm what the Depth Diggers that I'm using. And you wanted to say something about the Lucani Bracers, I believe? Well, first off, I want to talk about the Ice Climbers. Okay. Ice Climbers are the only shoes, especially at in-game, that, uh, in the game, that have the ability to have a socket. I, 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 Liz, are you there? I'm listening. I'm, I'm learning. Oh, I was wondering, because I said socket, and you didn't go, ah! Take your notes. Oh, I did that on my own. Okay. (laughs) The pants are off. Oh, goodness. Okay. Ice Climbers. Only shoes with a socket. And they have amazing stats that roll on. Excellent. I think they can roll, like, upwards of 200. Yeah, some of the top ones, right? Upwards of 200 um, in your main stat and a socket. Earlier, Kete... Let me ask you something. What's up? Oh, um, now, being as quote-unquote poor as I am, how how much can I actually look forward to actually looking for these and paying? <laughs> once I'm you start being, once you start identifying which items sell well, you know, magic fine, gold fine, all resist, main stat, bite, vitality, crit, once you are able to identify the right items to put on the auction house and put them up for what they should be going for, the money starts rolling in. It really does. But you have to, it takes time to learn the auction house. And I can't stress that enough. You're not going to go up, after listening to this, you're not going to go on the auction house and the next day make 10 billion gold. That ain't going to happen. There's an art to it. Uh, Would you like me to go into it? Yes, definitely. Go into it a little bit. When I go to sell an item that I've I've already, when when I pick up an item, I identify it and I say, oh, does it have these stats? And does it have them in, you know, in high proportions? And that's how I decide, okay, this is an item that I'm going to try to sell later and I throw up my stash. Uh, Whenever I go to try to sell the item, like, say, for instance, if I'm looking up a piece of equipment, any piece of equipment, it doesn't matter which, look for, when you go to sell an item, look for stats that are lower than what's on your item. Search for that. And then sort them by cheapest buyout and... Look and find one that has stats, kind of. Try to find one that has, oh, here's one that has less stats than mine. They're not as good. And then the next one has stats higher than yours. And then you can say, okay, well, my item price range, when I go to set my buyout, should be in the middle of the the one that's not as good and the one that's better. Or, you know, you can pick it a different way, but that's a good way to do it. And, And for the starting bid, Sometimes I'll go to the cheaper items buyout and put that as my starting bid. I, you know what? That actually catches a lot of them because people realize, hey, I could buy this one out 
right now and get an inferior item, or I can spend that exact same amount of money and bid on this one that's that's better. So that's people that's do make that choice. That's how you go to sell items. You look for items that are not as good as the item that you currently have that you're wanting to sell. Not a lot worse, but not as good. And then you try to find items one above and one below or about the same as yours and sell your item for about that price. Uh, For instance, I had a Band of Hollow Whispers, which David just bought one of these. Yeah, uh, I just got mine for five hundred thousand. Five hundred K. Yeah. Okay. He he paid that for it, and mine that I had happened to have dexterity on it. So I went and I said, okay, Band of Hollow Whispers in the legendary thing, so that I can look only for Band of Hollow Whispers. And then I looked for ones that had uh, dexterity close to what mine was, but lower still. And they were selling in the millions, or, or you know, whatever. Not millions, but pretty high. So I actually, I put mine up, and when it sold, I got 1,250,000 gold for my Band of Hollow Whispers, which the cheapest ones were selling for around 500k a week ago or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, now the cheapest ones are down to uh, 250,000, but yes, that does still illustrate the point. The point is, is, if you put up your item for what it's worth, not just the minimum you'll usually get what it's worth as long as other people can justify it based on the cost. Your item may be the best item in the game, but if you put it up for a billion, you're out of your mind. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be the best item in the game. It's worthless if you don't put it up for what it's worth, for what people will pay. I have to say, okay, when you're researching what other people are you know selling for the thing is is that most of the top uh uh what is it results you're gonna get from searching that stuff are gonna be people that are putting it at a ridiculous price and you have to go in and figure out if anybody else has bid on it and if it's actually worth anything that's now there's a there's a (laughs) trick if you if you see someone with a bid that's just weird numbers and you don't know if they're just put in weird numbers or if that actually is a bid and it actually is selling for that crazy price, there's a trick. Go in and try to bid on it. If your bid is equal to what they're asking for it, nobody has bid on it before. If your bid is more than what the bid is on it, somebody has bid on it before you. So that way you can tell. Well, actually, Kete was the one who illustrated that to me. I I may have, but I know that I heard Mistress say something about it in a previous episode. Oh, well, I don't listen to her. And that was what brought it to my attention. I'll give credit where credit's due. Yeah, I don't listen to her. All right. um, (laughs) Let's get back on track here. Legendaries. I wanted to talk about the Lucani Bracers. These bracers are level 63. They have movement speed, which I like. You know, not a main stat, but it's it's on a bracer. It's crazy. But it also has attack speed. Something to look for. It definitely does have attack speed. So that's that's a very amazing thing. Do normal bracers roll with attack speed? No. So that's a legendary 
item-specific thing. Yes, that legendary item specifically has attack speed on it. Which is what I'm talking about. There's some legendaries that have specific weird things. There's actually multiple legendaries that have high gold find and magic find that are specific to, you know, weapons that don't... Weapons do not come with magic find and gold find. Any of them. So there are legendaries, though, that do. They break the rules. That's what legendaries do. Yeah, I know I saw a ring. There, uh, There's this one legendary ring... That, like, I think normally a ring can roll with up to 70 all resist. That's correct, this, 70. This one ring has a roll uh, between 70 and 80. So it, this ring can roll, or maybe it's 80 to 90. It goes 90, yeah. It goes up to 90. So this one ring, if you, if you were to find this ring, which I can't tell you what the name of it is right I'm now. I'm looking it up right now. Okay, this ring can roll... With 90 all resist. I don't know if there's another item in the game that gives you 90 all resist. That's just crazy. And I think it had like plus 30 or more to every stat. I mean, this is a good ring. If you are lacking all resist, you should you should get this. Liz says it's the, uh, the one ring. Uh, let me see. Legendary. I keep going to the wrong place looking for this thing. Just go for rings and 180. Oh yeah, or you could get on the site. I am. I'm on the site right now, looking it up. Um, it's not Unity, no. Not the Oculus. I bet I find it faster. I bet you do too, just because I'm looking that hard. Here it is: Obsidian Ring of the Zodiac. Yeah. So that ring is crazy. Yes, no no other item. No, no other item in the game goes from 80 to 90. I mean, if you want 81 or higher all resist, that's the item. Yeah. I mean, the other stats are, you know, marginal, but it uh it it definitely is. It's one of those weird items, and I definitely recommend take the time, look through all the weird legendaries that they have now that they've re-released them, it's definitely worth it. Alright, um, now, one final thing for us to talk about, how to gear up. There's majorly two different types of people on how they gear up through the game. And there's majorly only one reason to gear up. The only reason most people ever gear up other than just to spend money would be because they hit a roadblock like the email that that was sent in the guys at 60k dps the guy who sent in his email which by the way is ridiculous but yeah. his problem is in that he way, needs ridiculous resist. it's ridiculous good like i have all my wizard buffed with my my gold skin which is not a very good armor like my regular armor gives plus 200 intelligence the buffed i have forty-five thousand dps and i tear stuff up yeah i can't see 60k being bad i can do act three at 20k on my barb but then again i can take the hits his problem is he's playing a demon hunter he can't take the hits you need the all resist that class needs it but again how do you gear up Let's say you are at his point. Let's say you're at that point where 
you have 60k DPS, but you don't have any all resist. The point is, is you have to make a choice. Are you willing to to put the effort, time, money, attention into getting that that insanely powerful item that's the perfect upgrade that you will never need to upgrade again? That's the top of the top, the best item. That item that's, you know, 10 times the next item below it. Are you willing to be the one that hops to the end or... Are you willing to take a cut, even if it's for, you know, just a few weeks until you have the money to upgrade to the next item in the list? You have to decide for yourself whether or not you're going to take the, you know, start low or put the effort in, the time, the blood, the sweat, and the tears to just earn money, to just make gold, to just, you know, find legendary items and go as fast as you can and collect them and throw them up in the auction house. However you make money, and you have to decide what is it worth for that upgrade. Yeah, I know that this listener, or the, the guy who wrote this email, he's, he's probably not going to like me for this, but my recommendation would be that you probably might want to consider taking a little bit of a hit to your damage and investing in some all resist. Without a doubt. That or get a barbarian to tank for you. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, pet barbarian. Do it. Or I, I think in the, in the next patch they're letting a uh, the tanks. I mean the pets can tank. Yeah, but they're pet tanks. They're not as awesome and, as and they may not do that. Yeah, since it's so random. All right. Um, I'd say uh, Liz. What do you think? Do you feel like you have a better grasp on the auction house now? I do. Now, it's just the thing is, is the making the money in the first place. Because at, at the point I am, it's just not fun. Because oh, Okay, you want me to tell you how to make money? You're not going to you... find the crazy items. No, it's not about going with anybody. You're <laughs> not going to find the crazy items. The crazy items, well, I, I don't, don't care find about the crazy, crazy items. items. I just care about something that's... A, not going to get me laughed at. Of course, I don't mind being laughed at. And B, that have the all resist, which are going to be expensive well, if I find That's it. beside the point. Those are the ones you're going to have to pick up off the auction house because I, I don't even find those items. I don't ever find great I, items I like that. I know that, but you got to have money to buy Steve them. doesn't find great items like that. I don't like that. find items that have the all resist that the items that I have currently equipped have. I mean, I, yeah. I've, I don't think I've ever seen an item drop with more than 70 all resist. Again... You're do you think not those gonna exist in the game to be dropped. They do, but you're, <laughs> I'll tell you, Some... you're not gonna walk into the auction house and walk out the same day with money. It yeah. takes time. You're gonna like me and Steve. We make most of our money, I'm sure, by selling small things, by selling essences, by selling gems, by selling you know, a million a day of these yellow items that are two out of three in the Trinity or that what? have a nice amount of uh, a magic find or gold find. You say that, but now since I'm Paragon level 27, that's giving me almost... I'm uh, Paragon uh, level 10, so I yes, know, it yeah, still counts. Yeah. My Paragon <laughs> level 27 is giving me, in the 80s, to magic find. Um, I now am actually making quite a lot of money farming. On my one farming run, I think it takes me like an hour and a half to do, I generally make half a million gold 
doing this farming run. Right, but even then, again, like this guy says, it would take you 2,000 well, runs to make a billion gold. Well, I'm not going to buy something that's a million Oh, yeah, yeah, gold. you're not going to buy something that's a billion I'm just gold. not going to do that. That's yeah, stupid. That's, I'll that buy is stupid. 10 things that are, you know, a tenth that, and I'll be 99% as good as the item that costs a billion. Exactly. So, or yes. even better, because I'll have 10 items. The answer to how do I make money to even start, start small. You're going to have to start small. There's no other choice to it. That's how you play the game. You're going to have to build up a little by a little and, you know, save your money just to get an item that you may find on the auction house. That's an upgrade or something that you can buy and then put up for twice as much. It may so not basically be, just, oh, sorry. The, the item may not even be really a good upgrade for you. Like say you want damage, right? And so you, you're getting an item that you really want to have more of your main stat and all resist or more vitality or something that's going to help you survive. Sometimes you might have to get an item that has the same main stat or or just slightly better and get stuff that helps you to survive because I know I've I've had to do that. All right, let's get into the second half of this real quick. Um... This is the second half of this email from Mason. It says, Oh yeah, I was so upset after your discussion regarding Envy stacks. I just don't understand people in game sometimes. I used to farm Act 2 up to Belial as a demon hunter. I would use two abilities that were less than optimum on that boss that doesn't move. I don't understand why I should be penalized for being smart and using the abilities I'm given. People say the build should be semi-permanent. Why? Who cares if I want to change abilities often? It doesn't affect you, so why should it matter? People say the game would be too easy. Then don't do it. It is a game, for God's sakes. I enjoying, I'm enjoying trying to optimize skills for certain scenarios. In general chat, people got so angry calling me terrible for wanting to not lose stacks. So, how about for those people make the decision to not change your skills? This reminds me of not being able to change your advanced class in Sotor. People are so against ever changing or making it cost so much it would be prohibitive. I ask why? Does it hurt you playing your game? If I want to experiment with a different class, I should be able to. As long as I can't switch in the middle of a war zone while fighting you, it shouldn't matter. And if you don't think you should be able to do it, then don't do it. That's from uh, our listener Mason. And his uh, very uh, spirited views on last week's discussion about whether or not Nephilim Valor should be reset after swapping skills and you know what (laughs) i really agree with him but yeah i completely agree i see exactly where this guy is coming from and yeah it's i'm on par with him (laughs) i I get where he's coming from and i really do believe that you know if if someone thinks that you shouldn't be able to reset it then just don't reset it yeah, I think you should be able to make that decision yourself, and and somebody else shouldn't be able to make that decision for you. It, that you know, 
just to to back this up, I would like to say that I I did uh, while I was on DiabloFans.com, I noticed a poll that they put up of forty thousand visitors who were polled. Sixty seven point seven four percent. That's two thirds of everyone polled said no. Skill swapping should not reset the Nephilim Valor buff. That's 26,000 people out of 40,000 people. Now, did they say why? I can't remember why uh, the guys at Blizzard said they wanted to take away uh, Nephilim Valor with skill swapping. Why because was it they wanted it to be to have your skill set be permanent. So they, they, you know, kind of like in the previous games, you set a point in, you couldn't take it out. So they, that's the whole thought about this is, and you know, I was out to lunch with Kete the other day, and he said something that really made me think. You know what you said, Kete? I'm you, sure I said a lot. Where's the schnapps? <laughs> <laughs> now, Can I get a refill, please? Yeah. <laughs> Why is this steak too red? Yeah, that stuff like that. No. Kete and I were discussing it, and um, he said one thing that really struck me. He said, um, you know, I get that people from Diablo 2 liked Diablo 2, and they want Diablo 3 to be like Diablo 2, but it's a different game. And, you know, I, I, I see the point of view coming from the Diablo 2 players, but honestly, this is Diablo 3. If they want it to be different, it is going to be different. So, I mean, I I get it, but it is Diablo 3. It's a different game, and the skill setup is completely different. I, I honestly believe that there should not be much, if any, um, you know, hurt from just changing your skills. That doesn't make sense. Well, speaking semi-frankly about semi-frankly. You know, Diablo, <laughs> yeah, Diablo two versus Diablo three. I know I had a discussion earlier today with David about. Um, he said the prices on these items on the auction house are really ridiculous. They need to reset all the characters. I hope I don't offend any viewers with saying that. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I argued with him about it. I said no, that will never work for Diablo three. But because the Di- real money. Diablo 3 has a real money auction house, and if they were to do that, people would be throwing hissy fits, you know, about, I spent $60 gearing out my guy, and now you reset the servers, I got nothing. I mean, people would boycott Blizzard so fast, that would just, it wouldn't happen. Yep. It would, you know, I, but honestly... Imagine if there was no real money auction house and they went through and they reset everything, deleted all your items, reset your characters. Do you think next time during the second, you know, chance to, to play through the game in the second ladder? Yeah, hold on. I'll stop you right there. I wouldn't play it again. <laughs> if, if they did that, <laughs> I would put the game down. I would close Diablo 3 and never open it again. I would be so angry at losing my vile ward that I just paid $15 million for 
and my gold skin that I paid one and a half million for, and you know my two hundred plus hours that I spent on that wizard, I would just put the game down and never play it again. <laughs> okay, let's but say I, that not... good idea would be is to. I don't think the prices would go back up yeah, to as high as they were. I I do not think they would. Because a lot of people, like I said, a lot of people would be like they'd me. They'd feel the same angry, as you. And they would just quit. Or they, they would absolutely come back would. And, and, and they'd say, I'm never going to spend $15 million on a vile ward again. And they would not sell for that price. Yeah. All right. Um, do we have anything, anything left to say about the auction house or... Nephilim Valor, before we move on. I think maybe it's worth mentioning again. I don't I don't know if we've talked about it this episode, but Nephilim Valor can bring your gold find and magic find above the 300 cap. Yes, it can. I would like to throw that out there for, for anyone. Why like, is that, like, have you seen, have you looked on the forums and seen how many people ask that same question? I haven't. Do, is there a lot? Oh my God. Okay, well, I guess it's worth bearing repeating one more time for all the people out there that are asking this on the forums. Nephilim Valor will stack your magic and gold find above 300%. No way. Yeah. Yeah, no, it it really is, dude. It's like three pages worth of people. It's amazing. I know, like I said, my, my gold find right now is, when I have four, five stacks of Nephilim Valor... I have above 300. I think I have like 320 or something like that. That's it's crazy. amazing. It That's is. crazy, dude. It's crazy. Like I said, dude, I, I see these... Uh, if, if you people out there have not seen what 2,000 gold looks like, like, it's, it's imagine the 1,000 gold pile, but like, you know how the 1,000 gold pile has like a metal gold bar? bar? Yeah. Gold bar. It has like a gold bar in it. The 2,000 gold pile has a gold chest in it. Like you can see a little gold box in in the the gold. It's crazy. Yeah, you know what the three thousand gold is? No, I've never seen it. Yeah, it, it just has a butt naked um, pygmy just Statue? standing. No, oh. just standing dancing. You just <laughs> okay. pick him up along with it. You just get a pygmy <laughs> with it. <laughs> okay. no, I, have, I have no idea, but I, I want to see it. I want to see it. I'm close, I think. I bet if I was in Act 4 with all this magic mine, I could probably find... Well, I'll bring you through Act 4 then, won't I? All right. Um, Liz, you have anything left to say for the show? Um, Not really. <laughs> nothing? I mean, we have two shows we're here we're delivering. You got nothing. I, I, I'm thanking you so much for doing Auction House stuff. And I'm very <laughs> sorry. I, I seemed a little negative on these two. But oh, no, I'm it's really fine. It's fine. I know you have a list of questions... <laughs> And I'm sure next week I'm going to have a list more. So, um, actually, in fact, next week, and I want y'all to hold me to it, I'm going to be doing a expose on exactly how Magic Find works. Ooh. So keep that in mind next week. I know a lot of people are asking, how does Magic Find work? Do I really need it? Do I really want it? We're going to talk about it. That'll help you out. In fact, that'll probably help you out, figure out figuring out what is and is not worth putting up on the auction house just that much more. So we will discuss it. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, nothing left to say. Let's get into the end of the show. Um, remember, Radio Survey mentions if you want to, 
take the time to go on any of our sites. Uh, it only takes five minutes and is vastly more important than our iTunes reviews. Um, but we do love five-star iTunes reviews. We shout them out at the end of every show, whenever possible, uh, for every week. Remember also, paid mentions. For a small fee of $10, we will provide any kind of small ad or shout-out to whomever or commemorate whatever you wish. Please go to our website and use the PayPal donate button or simply email us and we'll be happy to point you in the right direction. Remember, you can reach us anytime at DiabloOffTheRecord.com, DiabloOffTheRecord at gmail.com, or by going to our portal site, which is QuestGamingNetwork.com. You can listen to all of our shows on the Quest Gaming Network recorded live. Diablo Off The Record, it isn't as live as the other ones right now, but it's at Saturday at 7 p.m. Elder Scrolls Off The Record's Thursday at 7 p.m. Minecraft Off The Record is Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern. So Tour Forge is Monday at 7 p.m. They also have a little thing they do on Wednesday nights, but I'm not sure that's live. Planet Side Off the Record is Thursday at 3 p.m. every week. Also, our community cast is regularly Friday nights every other week. All of our shows record live at their uh, usual times at livestream.com slash the quest show. You can catch me on Twitter at D-I-E-N Force. That's at symbol D and force Liz at mistress underscore LeBeau L E B E A U our battle tags. If you want to catch us in game, I'm at D and number one, seven, three, seven Liz, Liz, Liz. Yes. 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 Liz. You can catch her at <laughs> mistress. You were just trying to make sure if I was paying attention. Yes. You can catch her at mistress number one, three, five, nine and Kete. You can catch him at Kete, K-E-T-E-H, number 1816. Remember, Diablo Off the Record is a Quest Gaming Network podcast in association with Middle Earth Network, written by all the hosts of Diablo Off the Record. Remember, never give out your account information, grab a Battle.net authenticator, and install antivirus and anti-spyware software. We'll see you next week, y'all. Have a great one. Bye. Steve. Uh, see you later. Oh, actually, hey, if you like me, bug David and I might come back. guys having a secret conversation no no I'm, I'm thinking it was insanely quiet we were bus buddies i'll bet you were lies we absolutely were not bus buddies i would get on the bus i'd be all quiet and sit in my seat and try to sleep and you'd be like hey and like wave at me like an idiot <laughs> that's exactly bus what buddy. i did <laughs> <laughs> Like, this is so embarrassing. Shut up.
Oh my know. god, that's awesome. And he would sit in the back of the bus, too. No. I do. Like, um, we were not bus buddies. I sat usually, like, in the front. I know, and then you got your car and you never rode the bus with us anymore. You Damn straight! <laughs> I wonder why! You weren't my bus buddy! Oh my god, I was totally your bus buddy! Yeah, okay. That's adorable. I waved at you. You sure did. It I was, waved at you! It was awkward! It was very awkward! You'd make me feel awkward every day. Good job. <laughs> My love for you is like a truck berserker! Apparently. Apparently. What else it you is. got? Let me tell you, tell us more. Tell me more. Tell you more about what? I don't know. I like hearing you, you talk about it, though. You like my voice? Yeah, I do. Uh-huh. Okay. No, I'm serious. Uh, no, that's <laughs> fine. That's fine. I'm just, <laughs> not being know, sarcastic. Um... <sighs> but you know what? I, I tried to give David that money back. I tried. What day? I don't know if I can get to it from here since I'm in a cult. But I sent him a message. I was like, dude, I got your money. He's like, whatever. Keep it. Oh, oh. if he said keep it, then that's binding. <laughs> Liz doesn't need gear yet. Okay, I'm just saying is that if I jump into a pool of gold, it would be exactly like Scrooge McDuck. I would swim through it. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. How do you know that? When was the because last I time? Because I saw Family Guy oh, no. and they demonstrated it. <laughs> when was the last time you personally dove into a pool full of gold? Never. Then how do you know? <sighs> Dan, you're not going to live to see 27, are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm giving myself three to six months, but yeah. Liz? 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 Uh, it would Liz? be behoove me to remove my mute button, Um, and I was saying you guys were weird, and I'm testing the sound. Your face is weird! Your, your mom! Okay, I'm, I'm actually the loud one tonight. His mom's awesome. Oh, wow. I really wanted to go somewhere else with that statement. But see, I behaved myself. I didn't say anything. I think she has the hots for me. My love for you is like... Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, what was going on with your microphone last night? I have no idea. I or think the night I, before, yeah. My uh, computer was updating the entire time oh, no. you sounded like you were reporting from a cell <laughs> from pensacola jail. penitentiary my name is dave d enforce adams hey dave what you in for spooning <laughs> who are you spooning <laughs> you had to go to jail you spooning? is that what made you go to jail or that's what you were doing in jail it's amazing what they'll put you in jail for doing to a cop's horse <laughs> a cop oh, car okay. It wasn't a car, it was a horse. There's a difference. Okay. They're the same. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> One of them has hooves.
my law for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I hate you guys for that. Berserker! <laughs> <laughs> Can y'all hear me okay? Because I've been turning down the wrong thing. Hello? Hello? Yes. You can hear me? Test, 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 loud, loud, test, set, loud, 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 test, test, loud, loud. Okay, I think that's it. What is this, a disco I'm trying to set it so I'm not like, the whole time. That's because you have a condenser mic. That's because your face is a condenser mic. You're, wow. That was a rough one, wasn't it? I don't oh. know how to get around that one. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Really? Yeah, and will you stop cheating on us with Swotor, please? What? Like, for real. What? Is his love for you like a truck berserker? Is that what's going on here? What? Stop cheating on us with Swotor. I don't know what you're talking about. My god, I totally convinced you for a second. <laughs> What? I didn't know. I didn't. They called me up out of nowhere. I thought we had the special. Yes. Lies. Your money's on the dresser. No, I'm just wow. Jesus. <laughs> just like <laughs> bam. Oh my god. <laughs> That's so funny when I did. Oh my dear God! Oh. oh, this is gonna be a dizzy. You should feel bad, like for real. That should like, you should be up at night just like crying because of how hard she just smacked me down. <laughs> oh. oh. Like I, I put all this effort into the makeup and everything, and you're just like, blam. Wow, you wear makeup. What? No. Yeah! <laughs> Lies! Only a little bit. You gotta get a little bit of eyeshadow on? Yep. A little bit of rouge? Yeah. Lip color? Some enemies become lovers. Some... <laughs> yeah. some friends become enemies. At the very end, uh, everybody's better for the experience. <laughs> you gotta get a, get a nice antagonist. <laughs> Protagonist, excuse me. Uh, would go poop in uh, Mother Maggie's shoes. <laughs> you wanna you wanna take a dump of Mother Maggie's shoes? Let's go take a dump of. <laughs> if it's any consolation, I didn't reply back, but I did bob my head up and down <laughs> with your thumb in your mouth, <laughs> tugging on one of your pigtails. Oh, now I can see it. Mm -hmm. uh. Okay, well, just in case uh, y'all wanted to know, I am I am thoroughly dismayed of this conversation, and, uh... You started it! I, I apologize for it completely. <laughs> no, you don't. You're right. Steve! Mute us, yeah. let's do this. Awesome. <laughs>